Here we uncover the traditions that are working for successful parents. For the parents who are ready to do things differently but aren't sure how, go to wandahoward.com and download my free blueprint. It will help you create the difference you've been looking for and enable your kids to be emotionally healthy and confident throughout their lives. Now is the time to start doing things differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard, and my co-host, Emery Howard. The last two episodes, we have been going over how to effectively communicate with our kids while still considering our own traumas. So we've gone over and um, talked about how to deal with our own traumatizations as parents and the fears that come and arise with that. And also how to make sure that we're not re-traumatizing our kids or passing on traumatizing cycles when we use discipline and how to ensure that we're not just damaging the next generation. Um, what exactly is discipline? Remember how we talked about the difference between discipline and punishment? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's that was the go back and listen to that last episode and we'll go through all the reasons why. We never need to punish our kids, always discipline, and what the difference is there. So great question. Um, So today, we are going to be talking about how, oh wait, I'm going to let Emery introduce today what we're going to be talking about. So go ahead, Emery. What are we talking about today? Okay, Um. so today we are going to be talking about how healthy boundaries play a role in maintaining effectively communication throughout your life. Okay, so that's a lot of a lot of big words, huh? Yeah. So what's your first question? Um what it, like there there's healthy and then there's boundaries. Like how do those two go together? Great question. Here, make sure that you're close to the mic though. I want to make sure people can hear you. Um so this was something that I wondered about and drove me nuts when I was first trying to figure this out is boundaries just seemed like a um a way to keep people out of your life and when people were um like anytime they thought that you were toxic or whatever there was I associated it with like cancel culture and I didn't want to have cancel culture in my life or in my home or in my relationships. And so that was something that was really hard for me where I was just like, I don't want to have boundaries. I don't, I still don't understand what council culture means. So council culture is, you know, when um, people say what they believe and because they said what they believe, they are made to like people tell them that they're terrible, that they're racist, that they're bigots, that, you know, because they stated their own belief right? So trying to make people feel terrible for stating their opinion. That's, that's council culture where, or you say, well, you said a certain thing that I disagree with. So you're not welcome in my life anymore. That kind of a mentality. So basically council culture is harsh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very harsh, very terrible. Not, not something that we want, but with healthy boundaries, it can seem and look a lot the same as council culture. And so how do we know that we're not um, implementing council culture into our life? How do we know what healthy boundaries are? So 
here is my question for you, Emery. Um, for boundaries, what would you say just off of your own life? What are boundaries that you like? Can you think of any? Uh, well, I prefer not to be climbed all over all the time. Okay. So you have your own physical boundaries, right? You don't want your siblings to have just free range over your body. Yeah. And that is... Including my shirt. (laughs) Including your shirt pulling on your clothes, right? (laughs) Yeah. So that is a healthy boundary. You deserve to have that boundary over yourself, right? So that's physical. What about an emotional boundary? What would you say is a boundary that you enjoy having? Um, Emotionally. Well, uh, let me think for a minute. Yeah, this one's a little bit harder, huh? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, are there any for you? I could think. I think. I could think. Will you have? Will you say what is your emotional boundary? <laughs> okay. So for me, emotional boundaries was definitely the harder one to understand. And at times, the physical and the emotional start to intertwine. So, for example, um, when as a mom, I deeply want to be there for each and every one of my kids and make sure that all of you get what you need. But sometimes I have needs too, right? Sometimes I'm just overloaded, tapped out, need to be able to step away and take a nap, take a nap, read a book, go shopping on my own, like, you know, just have some alone time, right? So at first, when those things, those needs started presenting themselves, I felt so guilty because it was a physical separation, a physical boundary of, no, I don't want to be climbed on right now. I need my space. I need to be able to go into a different room. I don't want to be touched. Um, when those would happen, I felt emotionally unavailable. And I felt like I was emotionally hurting my kids because I was physically leaving. So that's one of, example of how emotional and physical boundaries can start to morph together. And it seems really hard to like, how can I have a physical boundary when it has an emotional effect on the other person? Okay. So this is the thing that I wanted to go over with emotional boundaries, how we can start to recognize the difference in what is a healthy emotional boundary. This basically in a nutshell, very simplified means that when you have an emotional boundary, you are claiming your own emotion and you're no longer going off of the emotions of others. So when you're able to really identify this, the benefits of it are effective communication throughout your life. Like you're able to have hard conversations with the people you love and you're able to feel good in your own decisions. You're able to thrive when the hard conversation comes up where you don't get so flooded and overwhelmed where you're able to really lean into the hard conversations and talk through it. And so it plays a huge role in being able to just confidently show up in those conversations with our kids. And that's what we've been talking about is effectively communicating, right? So that's why it's so important to understand how to set these emotional boundaries, meaning being able to claim your own emotion and not the emotions of others, not going off of the emotions of others. So, any thoughts come up as I say that? Mm, well, 
I I do know now what my um, one of my emotional boundaries is. Okay. Uh, so I, um, let how do I put this? Um, I like to have my own things, my own space that I know that no one else has the right to. Yeah. Play. Yeah, that's that's one thing that's been big in our family, right? Is mm-hmm. nobody has to share. When we don't say you have to share that, right? Because it's, if it's yours, that's one thing that we've, we noticed with our kids that um, when they would ask to play on mom and dad's phone, when they would ask to look at one of mom's books, when they would ask to um, see one of dad's guns and have him help them with it or like, use one of dad's tools when those things would happen um us parents had the clear non-negotiable ability to say no or yes and if we said no that wasn't mean of us right Mm -hmm. but we noticed that you kids didn't have that same right when you had an object when you had a toy we were requiring you to share it like, nope, you don't get to say no, you have to share. And that wasn't fair. And all of our kids felt like they had no sense of control. And it was also making it so nobody was actually sharing. Because if you're forced to share, is it really you sharing? No. No, it's not. And we've learned a lot about that with like um in school with the economics and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So um that's one thing that we started realizing, and that's a very good point that Emery's brought up, is the emotional boundary of being able to say, if I can have this um, boundary in my life, it needs to be okay for others to have it too. And that is, if my emotional boundary is, if this thing belongs to me and I say no, that no is not wrong. It's emotionally okay for me to say no without being a bad person. And our kids needed that same um, ability. So they have their own things. If anybody asks about their own stuff, if anybody says that they want to play with that and they say no, even if it's a reason that to anybody else seems weird or silly and it's just like, no, I don't feel like letting anybody play with that toy right now, then it's totally fine because it's your thing. And that's not bad to not share, right? And since we've done that, What's happened, Emery? What's happened in our family? Um, I feel like we share a lot more often. Yeah, you share a lot more. And it's not a guilt trip from the parents, right? Mm-hmm. And I, as a parent, it's so much more relieving when I see you guys share because I also know that you feel capable of saying no when you're not ready to share. Okay, so that's one example. So let's break this down a little bit more. I'm really glad that you had that thought. Thank you. Um, When we get into arguments or when we have uh, a misunderstanding or start a hard conversation and it starts to go sideways and it's not going the way that we want and we back out and we're left with those hurt feelings afterwards, it's easy to feel like, this person hates me or this person never listens or this person just wants to make my life hard. Right. 
Yeah, that reminds me of what Easton was like last night, where we had had so much fun yesterday. But since one thing or three things went wrong, he's like, this entire day has been the worst. Yeah. Yep. That overarching concept of now that three things have gone bad, this whole day has been useless. Right. And we do that with our emotions when we say, um, like, this part of the conversation went good or we started out great. But now this one part's hard this one part of their conversation didn't go the way I wanted it to or the way I thought it would and so the whole thing was wrong I don't know why I even started this is all useless this is pointless it's never going to work we just were meant to be mad at each other kind of feelings you know those yeah so what do I always tell you when you start saying things like um ebony just wanted to make me feel bad. Ebony doesn't ever want to share with me. Um, you say that's not true because you know Ebony. And she shares more than I can ask. Am <laughs> I? You need to. Really? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, Ebony shares a lot, huh? She's yeah, a very sweet she girl. Was, she was a toddler. She used up all her toys giving them to me, and then she started taking them all my toys away, or her toys, mm-hmm. because she gave so much. <laughs> she still has our time not giving that much, so. Yep, still, still loves to give that one. So, how did that help you, though, when I called you out and said that's not true? Because that's hard to hear, especially when you're feeling big emotions of, the world's unfair. This person hates me. <laughs> so how how was that to hear me say it, especially in the beginning? Now we've talked about it lots, but in the beginning when I first said that's not true, what it were you? It was like a war in my head. <laughs> this person hates me and like all, all against this one person. And then someone's like, this is not true. It's like a wall around that person like, no. <laughs> Yep. So it was, it was really confusing. Right. And if I had just left it at that and left you to figure out the pieces, it might've been really hard and made you feel even more isolated. Like I'm not understanding your side. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that, that's really the point to any kind of conversation is understanding each other. So do you remember what I used to do at the very beginning of reminding you that that's not true to help you understand what I'm saying? When I say that? Um, I mean, well, it's the memorization that I know uh, that you will say it every time. So I'm more prepared for it. And then um, I'll also say, I think I've been saying it less or at least catching myself when I do think those things. Um, but... I think it's just, it's um, a repetitive thing. Yeah, that, that's a good point. So a lot of it is repetition. And at the very beginning, when that when I first said that, you were um, shocked by it. And you, like you said, there was like that kind of war and resistance to, I don't like you saying that I want you to be on my side right now, right? So um, we over and over and over when I first started 
bringing that to Emery's attention, I would remind her every time and would walk through it every time about how it's great to feel whatever you're feeling. If you feel like she has been mean to you, unjust to you, uh, isn't sharing with you right now in this moment, none of that is wrong, but it does your own brain a disservice to say it always happens because then your own brain has no idea what problem it's supposed to be fixing. Your own body has no idea where the solution is even at because it can't even identify the problem. Now the problem has gone from this one incident with this one toy, this one day being fought over at this one point in time to always Ebony never shares with me. She never is nice. And it, and this one little thing encompasses everything and making it really hard for your brain to understand what to do next. Right. Mm -hmm. So do you remember that now, how I kind of would walk you through what that means at the beginning? Now I can just say, Emery, that's not true. And your brain does the rest of like, oh yeah. Okay. And it's not, this is one thing I want to make sure is clear too. It isn't as important um, to make sure that your kids are saying the right things as much as the communication between the two of you, you're both aware of what's happening. So I don't care if Emma uses the right words. I use reminders to make sure like, are you remembering this? Is your brain helping itself out or is it fighting against itself? And so this is just our vocabulary that we have adapted because it is the communication that makes sense for both of us. Um, but it's not, it's not that these are the exact words that you should be using. And with one of, um, like with Ebony, I tell her the same thing. That's not true. But right now in her life, that is still a hard concept. So I will say it gentler of like, I'll ask her, is that true? And, and then she'll usually say, yes, that's very much true. Emery hates me. I'm like, okay, well, if that's true, you can't think of any other times where she has been nice to you. She's like, well, no. I'm like, and so anyways, then I, I challenge that belief by continuing to ask her questions and to dive in. I've done that enough with Emery that now I can just ask her, is that true? And for the most part, she, her own brain helps herself out. But every now and then we still need to walk through it because we're human and it's hard. <laughs> right? Human and hard, oh, they go together. <laughs> Definitely. So um, when we start to realize that we're, um, we need to separate from the all encompassing uh, brain of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When we encompass everything into that happened one moment, that it is what happened for the whole day or this whole person, it becomes really hard. So being able to emotionally understand that this happened in one moment is huge for communication. But the second thing that I want to talk about is owning your own. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, owning your own feeling and not the other person's feeling. So same thing. Um, somebody... One of the kids comes up and is like, mom, Tavery doesn't like me. Tavery hates me. And 
there's two important things going on at this point. One, the child is trying to communicate to you how they are feeling, and that's what needs to be addressed, not what they just said of understanding, okay, they feel hated right now. But two, the other thing that also needs to be addressed is helping them understand that that was a feeling their own body generated. Unless the other person specifically says, I hate you, or I always hate you, then you can know that those were feelings generated by the other person, right? But most of the time, we take on feelings or emotions that are generated within ourselves and say it's what the other person's feeling. And that's what an unhealthy boundary is. When we can feel whatever the heck we want, and because it's so big and hard, that we just assume it's coming from outside of us. We just assume it's coming from the person that made this feeling arise in the first place. So an, a healthy emotional boundary is being able to put the pieces together of knowing, no, this was from me. This was not from the other person because they never specifically said it. And, and that's something that there's, it, with each age group of kids, with each uh, phase of life, can be helped to understand um, differently and better. And um, there's there's many layers to it. But if you can start focusing on when when your child says, "I'm always hated," and or, or my sibling hates me, instead of being like, "Oh no, they do not," <laughs> remember that that's how they are feeling right now. And if that were absolutely irrevocably true that that person feels hated is your wisdom your teaching your um correction going to help that feeling um feel understood or is it going to make it worse like even you don't understand me even you are against me because i'm feeling the wrong thing so um anyways when a child comes to you it's really important to start understanding that when they say something, even if it sounds totally bizarre and you know it's not completely true, to understand that that is the emotion that they're feeling. After you've taken care of that emotion, then address helping them decipher between this was your own body generating it, which is acceptable and fine, but that's where it's coming from, as opposed to, yep, you felt this way because they this person treated you wrong. And when you can finally do that, it, it seeps over into how you discipline, how you communicate, what behaviors are acceptable for your other children. And, and it, it makes your life so much easier because everybody starts to be able to function as their own individual self instead of we are one big whole unit that has to always uh, align align and has to always just be the same emotions, same conversations, same way of interacting with each other. Because if we don't all play our part, the pieces fall apart. Instead, it's we are all our own unit that however we interact together is very um, unifying just because we are being separate. <laughs> and it's it's incredible. I love I absolutely love family life now because it is a relieving process. It's a healing process every day instead of this 
really hard, just frustrating feeling of, I don't know how to help everybody act right. I don't know how to help everybody in their pain. I don't know how to help everyone do this because everybody is very well um, emotionally stable in their own self and, and understanding their emotions. So anyways, that's kind of my rant. Emery, did you have any questions more about that? No, 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 really, no. Okay, perfect. Well, then we'll leave you on that note. Here is a fun activity for you to try is anytime, this is something that you'd want to do between you and your spouse to get the hang of it and just to start understanding it a little bit more or you and uh, another adult that you trust. But um, when you are feeling like that other adult is mad at you, Write down the word mad, the feeling, the emotion that you're feeling, and hold it in your hand and then and have that other person write down on their piece of paper whatever it is they're feeling that you feel and show each other your papers and use this tool to realize if you in your hand wrote down mad, that is a feeling that is inside your body. And if they wrote down on the other piece of paper, that you're feeling about them, that they're terrible, then that is what they are feeling about them own selves. Like the more that we can start to physically see that our emotions that we feel are happening inside of us, not because of an outside source, the better our communication is. So that is something that me and my husband did at the beginning and it really helped us. But there's so much more I want to share with you. There's so much more that is coming. And so on that note, Emery had an amazing thought right before uh, this podcast that I just thought you should share with us. So Emery, why is it important that we start preparing right now and start having these conversations right now? Because there's always, it's like, there's always a tomorrow, but we've never had that tomorrow. We can plan the tomorrow, but we uh, have never experienced it. And yet there's lots of tomorrows. Each day has its own name, even years after this day. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think we already have so far into the future like that we're preparing for just by living. And if we don't actively put thought into that preparation, all we're going to be doing a year away from now is the same thing we're doing today. And is that the life that you want or do you want it to grow? So like a friend's podcast, start yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, start yesterday. Okay. Well, if you guys have more questions definitely come to the Know Your Coach event. It is in three days on the 14th. It is going to be amazing. And awesome I can't wait to see you incredible. there. incredible. Yes, awesome and incredible. So join us. The link will be in the description. Can't wait to see you all there. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you again for being a part of our podcast family and for the difference you are making right now in the world and in the walls of your own home. If you're wanting to support parents everywhere, you can do that by leaving a rate and review. This helps so many find connection and answers they are searching for. Also, 
Don't forget to go to WandaHoward.com and get your own free parenting blueprint. I love you all and we will see you next time.